Hello, 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 and good evening. Welcome to WTS, WGS. My name is Mafeng Kim. If you're a new or a returning subscriber, you're all welcome. Today's episode is The Corner Office. According to Wikipedia, a corner office is an office that is located in the corner of an office building. Corner offices are considered desirable because they have windows on two exterior walls and also have a great view. It's a privileged position with titles such as CEO, COO, or CFO. And you have subordinates too. In such office environments, you hear things like office politics, struggles, and competition. Everyone wants his boss's office and is struggling to get it even if it means bringing other people down. How sad. The Apostle Paul in Romans 11.13 said, I magnify my office. So he had a consciousness that he had an office, that his existence had a purpose to fulfill. Sometimes it's not a physical office, strictly speaking, but a position in your career, in your school, or even in your family. One thing you must realize is that we don't all have the same destiny. So you may find yourself out there fighting for something that was never meant to be yours in the first place. It doesn't help that we have these motivations telling you, go where there is no path and make a new path. That is not bad in itself, but what happened to asking God for his plans for your life? As a believer, the word of God is our life. It's not just something we read. Thus, what is God saying about that thing that you want to go after? When you talk of your dream, your life's vision, you must realize that what you want may not be what God wants for you. Until you come to the point where these two things intersect and intertwine, you'll have no peace. Men like Ezra, Nehemiah, Zerubbabel and Zechariah all lived in the same era and they were used by God to build Jerusalem at about the same time. Some built houses, some built the walls, some built the temple, and some built the people. Yet, there was harmony. They all knew what God's will for their lives were and walked in it for the edification of the body. That's what all this is about, the body of Christ. We are many parts of one body and we belong to God and to each other. 1 Corinthians 12 from verse 12 to 27 speaks of the body of Christ in contrast to a physical human body with parts, all unique, all useful, and all special in their respective ways. No competition, no struggle, each part just fulfilling purpose and harmony for the good of the body. When some of us hear terms like the call, destiny, or purpose, we almost always assume that it has to be a calling to be a pastor or preacher. Um, no. God may not want you as a pastor. He may want you on the basketball court, in the hospital, in the media, in the entertainment industry, in politics and government, in the courtroom, in military service, in the academia, or wherever he wants as his ambassador. 1 Corinthians 5.20 says, We are ambassadors for Christ. All of us who have accepted him into our lives, 
not just pastors and preachers. Sometimes when things don't work out the way we planned, we ask God why. But you may have to sit down and ask yourself truthfully, is this in God's will for me? And if it is, am I going about it wrongly or rightly? Is this thing I am going through a phase or is it a test? Or is it somehow a component of the mystery of God's will that will fall into place in his time? You know, sometimes it seems like no matter how much effort you put in that you're left behind. But that's not true. Just because everyone else is progressing doesn't necessarily mean that you're failing. Whatever you do, make sure you're in God's calendar for your life. You know, every office has battles attached to it. Election into the office contains the grace to remain in that office. And no man can elect himself. The Bible actually says that no man taketh this honor unto himself. The day you elect yourself, you will fight the battles of that office and you're not guaranteed to win. Why? The grace of that office may not be following you. Shebina, you send yourself. That unnecessary longing or desire may be the end of you. My pastor said something profound. He said, don't try to run someone else's race. You might even succeed at it, but you'll get no reward for it. That hit me hard. Realize that we are all called by God as individual believers. Realize that discovering your calling is important. Realize that your calling is unique to you. Realize that no matter how successful you are at running someone's race, you're getting no reward for it. Realize that God who called you knows what is best for you. Trust him, believe in his calling for you and walk in it. In all this, please never let envy get into you, though it may be tempting. James 3.16 says, For where envying and strife is, there is confusion and every evil work. This shows us the root cause of confusion and friction in our homes, churches, workplaces, and so on. We can go on giving our excuses and justifying our attitude, but this scripture reveals the mind of God on this issue. Envy and jealousy are pollutants of the human spirit. They corrupt your mind and destroy your creative ability. So in the end, is it really worth it? Another thing this scripture emphasizes is rivalry and selfish ambition. This refers to a disingenuous competitive attitude, the desire to rise to prominence even at the expense of pulling others down. This explains why some people feel so much pain when they watch others rise or succeed, even if that person is their family member, their colleague or a fellow Christian. As children of God, we've been born into a new kingdom. And in this kingdom, we rise by lifting others up. We complement each other and not compete with each other. So be confident enough to trust the plan that God has for your life, that it is beautiful in itself. And even if you can't see it from where you're standing right now, it will all work out well. Unhealthy competition will have you engaging in all sorts of evil just because you plan to outwit or outshine others. There is this joy, fulfillment, and satisfaction that only comes from fulfilling God's purpose for your life and walking in love and peace with those around you. 
Don't do things because your friends are there or because you desire to prove yourself in that area or because it's a safe zone for you and you're afraid of changing or simply because everyone else is doing it. No. Seek out where God wants you and then put down your head and fulfill it. Do everything you can, every way you know how, to make that thing a reality before you leave this earth or before the Lord Jesus returns. 1 Corinthians 7.20 says, Let every man remain in the calling wherein he was called. Stay where God has called you to be, even if what someone else was called to do seems more glamorous than yours at that time. In God's calendar, he will make all things beautiful for you. Just give it time. Paul talked about death as being poured out as a drink offering. Peter spoke of his as putting off this earthly tent. They both knew for sure that they had fulfilled the purpose for which they were made and left upon this earth. True fulfillment is when at the end of your life, you can say this about yourself with conviction that it is true. Not to please anyone, not to prove a point, but having peace with it. No wonder Romans said, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. Glory to God. Thank you so much for listening to this. God bless you. Please don't forget to like it, share it, share it, share it. Seriously, guys, share and subscribe to the channel on whatever platform you're listening to this podcast from. Do have a great evening. Ciao.